Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to Better Living, a show about the people and organizations that make an impact in our area. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. Returning guests and groups on today's show, Heavenly Mimi's Allison Bird Haley will join me in the second half of the program to catch us up on what the organization is doing and also talk about an upcoming event that they have. We're going to start things off with the Dallas Black Dance Theater making their third appearance on the show. Melissa M. Young is their artistic director. It is great seeing you again. Great to be back. Okay, so you are super busy. You've always been busy. This is what you do now. You're an artistic director for a dance theater, but you're also basically professionally busy. Um, I think that's legitimate and the absolute truth. You've got a lot of energy and you got to focus it onto something, and that's exactly what you guys are doing. We have a ton of stuff to talk about before we get into all the things that are DBDT. Let's talk about your first year as artistic director. Do I have that timeline correct? You are absolutely correct. Um, the first year, gosh, it it went by so fast. Um, I just felt like the whole year, if you can picture someone coming at you with a handful of confetti and throwing it at you, because confetti's good. You know, it's positive, it's happy, it's joyful. Yeah. You know, it's like nonstop. <laughs> yeah, I say. That is how my first year went. And I really um, can say that the support from... Just uh, the Dallas Black Dance Theater staff, the dancers, the community, my colleagues from near and far. Um, everyone has been there to support me and, you know, help me get off to a great start. So I feel like um, I'm capable of the job. And sure, it has its challenges. And like you mentioned, it's nonstop. But I'm here for it because I just want to elevate what Dallas Black Dance Theater is doing and to have the charge of being in charge of um, professional dancers' careers. It's very important to me, and I don't take it lightly, so I really want to make my best effort to uh, enjoy the joy in the process. The charge of being in charge. I like that. When did you start to feel comfortable with it? As you mentioned, this is your first time running the show. That's a big responsibility, and a lot of times, no matter how prepared a person truly is, it does take them a while to get their feet wet and to feel calm and comfy in what they're doing. How did that process work for you? I'd say after the first home season, which was our director's choice, which always happens in November, I felt like once I started the season in August when the dancers come back to rehearsals and then getting through that fall, that first season, I felt like, okay, I think this is possible. And um, it's it's the same formula and the same pattern happens for every performance or every tour. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, you know what, just make a good model for yourself, lay those tracks out and it's going to be okay. Smart approach. Yeah, well, 
it it works out perfectly most times but then uh, the beauty of uh, the education of dance uh, being a dancer teaches you how to navigate and make decisions uh, in a split second and when you realize you're taking that approach and you realize it might not be the most favorable thing mm-hmm. you have to uh, shift gracefully without anyone knowing that there's chaos happening so it's about I think thriving in a controlled uh, environment um, kind of like calculated danger it's like you know the risk you have to take but you've thought it out so well and you just have to get comfortable and be okay with the decisions you're making talk to us about what an artistic director does we, I think I bring this up every time that you're in people I would say most people don't necessarily understand the dance world it's sure. still relatively new to them they understand what dance is but they are not a part of that world what does an artistic director do for a dance theater? Of course. Um, well, an artistic director, in a way, wears two hats because there's a lot of advanced planning, uh, administratively speaking, but there's also the artistic component. So as the artistic director, it's my job to maintain, to cultivate and maintain a vision for our organization and see that unfold. For example, hiring dancers, choreographers, uh, teachers who teach our company warm up on a daily basis, hiring the right um, technical crew in the theater. So getting all of those behind the scenes layers in place. And then there's also the other side of it, which it could be um, speaking with potential donors or sponsors um, and really getting involved with the community. I think for me personally, I think it's important not just to be the face of an organization, but if I don't um, continue to remain open, people feel a little bit Um, more can they continue to be intimidated with what dance is Mm. and dance is accessible it's for everyone regardless of your background your skill level your education I mean I could rattle off a whole lot of things but um, I try to make sure that you know I take the time if we're at the theater to stop and talk to a patron or the small child who looks so excited to be at their first dance performance you know I just really want to be authentic and genuine uh, in everything I do. Was that something you felt was lacking as a dancer growing up? Did you see that people weren't paying enough attention to that and that's something that you wanted to bring to the company? Well, I think, I'm not sure about that, but I feel like I know what dance does for me personally, having been a professional dancer, as well as what dance does for the uh, the guest sitting in that seat. So it's it's my job um, to educate audiences and to bring awareness to why they're here coming to see us. Um, and then in turn, they learn more about themselves and then they start to fall in love with the art because they're learning to navigate through their daily life uh, with new eyes. How would you describe the audience? I've never asked you about that. For people mm. that come to these performances, for people that follow dance, it can't be just dancers that are showing up to watch you guys do what you do. What is the audience like for you guys? We have a very diverse audience in terms of ethnicities, um, age-wise. There's the dance enthusiasts, of course, but I would say probably the majority of our audience goers are, they could be first-timers or they just love art and dance happens to be something that they're intrigued by. So um, I think it's important because we have such a variety of guests who come to see us each performance. The programming is important because it doesn't matter what the art form is. No one wants to keep coming back to see the same thing they saw the last time. 
And with our performances, people always go, wow, this feels like the best show I've ever seen. How are you going to top yourselves the next time? And, you know, I smile and I ask, you know, I'll say to them, you know what? I'm not sure, but I'm here to try to figure it out. And so it's just... um, it's like chasing your tail. You're like, are yeah. you going to catch it? Are you going to catch it? Is it going to happen? And we try to hit the mark. And genuinely, people are intrigued and pleased. It is the 43rd season of the oldest and largest dance company in the city of Dallas. Yes. This just started the season. The season just began a couple of weeks ago. Um, August 15th, the dancers came back ready to go, almost like kids ready for the first day of school. Um, They were excited. They felt like their four-week break was not, they were like, oh, I've been away too long. And they were so ready to get back at it because as a dancer, you want your body to feel how you're used to it feeling, which really means in its top form, being able to conquer and tackle any choreography with ease. You mm. know, when you when you bring back repertoire dances that have been done before, you know, and you're struggling through it stamina-wise, you're like, oh, I've been on a break too long, or I need to amp up my conditioning, you know, that sort of thing. So they had four weeks off. We, we talked about this <laughs> off mic. Just four. What you're really saying is out of a 52-week year, you're only off for four weeks in that year. That's it. That's not a season. That's a year. Well, you know, a lot of people will. That's a whole year. I know, Nick. I know. A lot of people will say, oh, you know, football players, basketball players, wow, you know, they go through so much and, you know, their endurance and all that. Right. You know, they've got, you know, 80 or some odd basketball games, 162 baseball games. If it has changed over the years, I don't know. But, um, yes, to keep their bodies at top condition for 48 weeks a year, that takes of course, physical stamina, emotional and mental stamina to get through and spiritually as well, because something has to be guiding you to get you through each day. And um, because being a part of a professional dance company, you're not an individual. So you have to manage your yourself on a daily basis based on how you're feeling mentally, how your body is allowing you to do things or you're struggling to do what you did yesterday. Um, and then you pull in 11 other dancers into the mix plus the director at the front of the room so it's a lot of it's a big roller coaster you know it's like there's the up there's the down but you just keep going work started august 15th when does the season actually kick off when do performances start so we begin um, our season with our Dance Africa Festival. It's the first weekend of October, and we are so excited to be rolling into our 14th annual festival and marketplace. What is Dance Africa? You guys have been doing this for 14 years, and it starts August, October, excuse me, October 4th and 5th, which is a Friday and Saturday. It's going to be here before you know it. What can people expect from Dance Africa? Dance Africa is a beautiful celebration of African culture and tradition, Um, and it was started by Baba Chuck Davis. He has transitioned a couple of years ago, but Dance Africa started in New York 
at BAM, the Brooklyn Academy of Music. So 14 years ago, we decided we want to, to take on this beautiful celebration of culture and infuse it into our community here in Dallas. Um, there are performances. There's an outdoor marketplace with um, children's activities. There are vendors. There's an outdoor performance stage at Strauss Square at the AT&T Performing Arts Center. And the festival and marketplace, it's free. We all love free things. It happens Everybody on, loves free. Yeah, free 99, you know, <laughs> um, happening on that Saturday, October 5th, that morning into the early, I believe it's from 10 to 3 p.m. You're correct. And, um, you know, it's a really great time. Dallas Light Dance Theater, our second company, DBDT Encore, our student ensembles from our academy will be out there performing as well as other groups in the community. And it's not just about dance. We've got storytellers, they're musicians, uh, Trendy Africa. They have a more modern uh, couture fashion line with African fabrics. It's so beautiful. They have a fashion show out there. Um, and then on the main stage at the Moody Performance Hall, on Friday, October 4th and Saturday, October 5th at 7.30 p.m. We've got our full-fledged huge production. Um, our guest artists, each year we have a guest artist. So this year we have Muntu Dance Theater of Chicago and they were our guest artists 10 years ago. Mm. And so we love um, collaborations that happen more than once. And so we were looking back, you know, in our archives and we're like, oh my goodness, the audiences loved Muntu Dance Theater. So we need to bring them back. They are a fantastic company. They really um, do a beautiful job of preserving and perpetuating the African aesthetic and its influence on a global perspective. And they do that through dance, through music, through rhythm and folklore. Wow. Yes. So it's not just dancing with them. No, they've got their drummers coming. I mean, to have a, a dance performance or and it's just not about dance, but have to have a production with live accompaniment. Mm. It's undeniable. As the performers on stage, it's such a privilege to dance to live music, but to the audience, it does something inside of you, and you're, you're wondering, like, you're in your seat, like, moving. You're like, what is happening? What is going on? You don't know, but you love it, and you want it. And it's really about educating the community on African culture and tradition, and a big part of it, too, is honoring our elders, those who are 55 and above, um, because regardless of what your ethnic background is, we all stand on the shoulders from whom we came who came before us and so we are here because of what has happened in the past and it's a beautiful reminder um you know why we are here on this planet it's a great way to kick things off you guys are going big was that the idea behind this the the troop that's coming in how you described it going big yes. the festival there's a lot going on it's not just a couple of performances it's all day it's for everyone was the idea big? Absolutely. And um, this year for our 43rd season, our theme is It Starts With Us. And um, our creative team at Dallas Black Dance, we came up with that theme of It Starts With Us because we really try to um, bring our best selves forward, but also we know it doesn't happen just with Dallas Black Dance. Everything starts with us, you and me, the community, everyone comes together and puts in their voice and share their part. And it just unfolds to be a beautiful celebration. And, you know, the more people involved who have 
the best of intentions can really um, tell a rich and beautiful story. And that happens in big ways. And so, yes, kicking off the season with Dance Africa is the perfect way to bring that uh, into fruition. You talk a lot about community, not just the performance, not just the art, art that you're presenting. Has the idea of being a part of the community and really trans using art to transform that between the audience and the community, has that always been a philosophy of the Dallas Black Dance Theater? Yes, it has. Our founder, Ann Williams, she began the company um, as a school. So she she is big on education, and she knew that for any young boy and girl to have an educational experience beyond the academics, having that artistic component will always enhance their lives. Not necessarily for these young boys and girls to become professional dancers. If they so choose to, great. However, once you are immersed in the arts in a number of ways and consistently, no matter what you choose to do and whatever your path is, your life will just be more rich and um, bigger and bolder. And so um, I just think it's important for me as the artistic director to maintain that legacy of education um, beyond dance being an entertainment. How do you feel about the state of arts in Dallas? You're a part of the community. What do you think about it as somebody that's so heavily involved? I think the arts in our community is immeasurably it just has grown so much. I'm just here. All these words are just popping through my head. But I feel like when I first came to Dallas 26 years ago, um, I felt like, oh, we have a nice art scene. It seemed very, um, um, very polite. And, you know, things are going on here and there. But now I feel like all of these different organizations are really just putting the pedal to the metal and really um, putting to the forefront what they believe in, what they feel is right, what they know is necessary. Um, and we all know that with visual art, with music and dance, you you can't be a good human without these things. You don't even realize how it affects your life. But all of these different organizations, whether it's the Dallas Museum of Art, the Dallas Symphony, the Dallas Opera, Titus, Dance Unbound, each of these organizations bring the best of the best. And um, it's right here at our fingertips. And a lot of us don't take advantage of it. But I think with each of these entities and so many more than I mentioned, I just feel like they're putting it out there saying, hey, you need this. Come get it. It's accessible. And we as the citizens of this community um, need to take advantage of something that will enhance our lives. It might be that one moment, but it'll be long lasting. Melissa M. Young is the artistic director for the Dallas Black Dance Theater. You can find them online at dbdt.com. Let's talk about Director's Choice. Oh. This is coming up. What's what's going on there? Director's Choice is happening November 1st through 3rd at the D. and Charles Wiley Theater, which is also in the AT&T Performing Arts Center. Director's Choice is one of my favorite series because historically it has always been the series where we invite an emerging choreographer or someone who is new on the scene, new to at least our community. Um, and so it's a way for us to really 
catapult someone's career. So this season we have a wonderful choreographer. His name is Nigel Juan Matthews. He's based in New York City. Um, he will be creating a new company work. Uh, Nigel Juan is a, an extraordinary person. He has so much energy. I mean, every time we have a conversation, I'm like, I cannot wait for him to get here. So he'll be here actually in two weeks. He'll be here to create a work for us for the full company. And um, he's keep, been keeping his eye on Dallas Black Dance Theater. So he said, I am in tune with you all. And I know exactly what your company, your dancers need, which will in turn have the audiences blown away so um he hasn't talked spoken much about his work so i'm excited to see you know what he's uh going to do for us and then again also on that program is um, a work called bounce choreographed by stephen mills who's the artistic director for ballet austin mm. and then uh, we're bringing back another work called furtherance choreographed by Kervin douthit boyd who is a former principal dancer with the alvin Ailey american dance theater in new york city Furtherance is about um, taking when your life goes from anguish to bliss. So it's a short work. It's jam-packed, um, very textured, dynamic, and it's mesmerizing. It's all of those things. And I should mention about Bounce. Um, for Dallas Light Dance Theater to do a work that was created for a ballet company is exciting um, because Ballet Austin uh, performed this work um, to original composition and the score is beautiful. And to see our modern dance company uh, perform this work f that was originally created for a ballet company, it's so it's is quite it a, amazing. So is it modern dancers doing ballet, or absolutely is it, yes? Okay. All right, it's contemporary ballet. Um, it's very classically driven, and um, there's the partnering and um, the sass and attitude of a ballet dancer, which is different from a modern dancer. But getting into the personalities of the different genres of dance—that's a whole other conversation. I, that seems like a big one. That <laughs> yeah. seems like a large conversation. Yeah. Talk to me about the timeline. I'm already confused. You have Dance Africa that's coming up in October. <laughs> yes. And then you just described three very different productions. Yes. And they're all happening. At our one director's after, choice. So It's all happening at director's choice. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. How does that work? I don't get it. How, does, how do you guys prepare all of these different performances from three different creative directors all at once? Is it... Do I have that right? Yes. You're right. So... Um, so yes, October is our Dance Africa Festival and Marketplace performances. November, Director's Choice Series with the three works I mentioned. And it's all about careful planning. Um, I guess most people would uh, kind of be accustomed to to sports. So the best analogy I can give is, you know, in sports, you've got your plays or your playbook, I guess. Um, I was not an athlete, so I'm just <laughs> going out on a limb here. Sure. Um, I knew Why my not? calling. Ballet was my life in modern dance. Um, but we just spend. So how about this? OK, let me break it down. So if a dance is 20 minutes long in my research over the years, it takes one hour per minute of choreography. So if the dance is 20 minutes, it's going to take them 20 minutes to learn the choreography. That's just learn the steps. That's not any coaching, going over details. So for a 20 minute work, they probably spend about 80 hours. Wow. And that's just one of the three that I mentioned. So it's the same process. Do not you learn them one at a time? Yes. One at a time. Some We're going to practice this and learn this and then perform it and then we jump on to the next? Well, these three works that we're going to do in November, um, within this, you know, of a few weeks rehearsal, we're working on these three dances, you know, mapped out 
Maybe okay. the first half of the day we work on dance A, second dance, dance second half of the day, dance B, and then we kind of alternate. For people that are uninitiated like I am, this seems <laughs> really hard. For dancers, this is a relatively normal thing, correct? It's normal, yes. That's just the way it is. That's the life. Yes. Um, you get the information. It's really kind of thrown at you. And um, we try to learn the movement rather quickly so you can spend your own time um, at home, before work, after work. We say rehearsal is work because that's our career. Um, and then while you're in rehearsal during the 10 to 5 day, that's when all of the coaching comes in with your fellow dancers in the particular work. Of course, with all of this, you guys have tour. Yes. When does tour start? <laughs> Tours happen whenever they come. Some dance companies have a touring season, like I'm just going to use an example. So perhaps a dance company, they might tour for eight weeks. So March and April, that's their touring season. No, we kind of smash it. We mix it all in. Mm. So it could be performances here in Dallas happening, and then a week later, we're on the road. This year we'll be in uh, Maryland, New York, Houston, um, I'm missing a spot, I think Las Vegas. So we get around and internationally as well. Okay. Um, yes. Moon 2 Dance Theater from Chicago, is that part of their tour? Moon 2 Dance Theater Muntu. Chicago, yes. They Dallas will be considered a tour for them. Okay. All right. I think it's a good you got to you got to have examples, so I think it's yes. a good way for people to kind of understand how that works. So touring, you have people coming in. Like I said, you're busy. It's it's kind of it's an uh, unusual career. It's not for everyone, but for those who are embedded in the work, we all realize that we're wired to do this work. What are you looking forward to? We're, we're talking about so many different things. Off mic, we were trying to plan the course of our interview. There's a list of 20 different things that we could be talking about. Sure. It's just stuff left and right for you guys. What are you really excited about coming up for this season? It just started, but you got to be looking forward to something. I am really looking forward to our collaboration with the Dallas Opera. Uh, this season, we will be performing in Stravinsky's Pulcinella. It's an opera for three opera singers, and it's the rest, the supporting cast is dance. That's how it has traditionally been. Um, and so we're super excited. Um, we've been collaborating with the opera for several years, so um, just to have another opportunity is really exciting. And our senior company member, Sean J. Smith, he is the choreographer and he is also the lead character in Pulcinella. So um, I'm excited. We begin those rehearsals in March with performances in April. So it's just great it's because opera is a different world than dance. Mm. So for the, our dancers to have that opportunity I'm really excited for them. You seem to like big, not necessarily multimedia, but it is kind of multimedia. You said that you have a group coming in and they're bringing storytellers and they're playing their own music. You're really excited about combining dance and opera. Is that what you like as an artist, as an artistic director? Yes. I'm big on collaborations um, because we're only successful together. And the more we can kind of branch out and um, almost, I'll say, hold hands with each other and um, just kind of trust each other in both of our creative processes and bring the best of what each has to the table, then it can only be extraordinary. One of the last things that I do want to ask you about, and I don't know much about it, is Macedonia. 
Uh, when I say Macedonia, what am I talking about? Macedonia. Oh, such a divine experience. So I know we don't have a lot of time, but let me see if I can ready, set, go. So um, Dallas by Dance Theater and Make Docs Association, which is a creative documentary uh, film company in Macedonia, which is in the Bal- in the Balkans. Um, if people don't know where that is, if you can picture where Greece is, it's north of it. Okay, so that gives a little perspective. There you go. Um, so we had this wonderful um, collaboration. Um, the project it was Communities Connecting Heritage and um, funded through the U.S. State Department, Dallas Black Dance Theater, and Association Make Docs. We were wondering, okay, as a creative documentary film company, how can we, how can they and Dallas Black Dance Theater, Modern Dance Co- Company, make a collaboration so long story short we ended up having this brilliant collaboration of a creative film um, and it's telling the african-american culture perspective of just its history and shown through the eyes of and a Macedonian. So Tehemana, she is one of the only female trumpeters in professional trumpeters in Macedonia um, Tehemana and four filmmakers came to Dallas last spring for four weeks, for two weeks, pardon, um, and we went everywhere. They were all over the city filming in our studio, and then also myself and four of the company members got a chance to go to Macedonia. Really? Filming, yes. Um, her uh, original community is called uh, Shutka, which is where the Romani people are, and in Shutka is the largest um, Romani population in the world that community it has its, it's its own municipality they have their own mayor own language romani is their language um it was so extraordinary to be in a place where you don't speak the language you don't understand it um i mean they use the cyrillic alphabet where we were figuring it out but just the most warm and genuine people mm-hmm. um and it was a brilliant story that was told um through the eyes of um this trumpeter uh, tehemana and our and through the language of dance. It sounds, you know, intriguing, and I'm sure people are like, hmm, I can't picture it. We had no idea, because filming a documentary is different than a movie. Mm. You know, it's you have your lines, you're on set, cut, it's over, next day happens. But with having... Um, been followed by cameras for four weeks and being mic'd, that was a very unusual experience for all of us. I'm sure. Um, and they were filming... All the time. Anytime it was, you know, work time, there was the camera. Um, and then they just, through the editing, said kind of like, what do we have here? Um, wow. And the music that was used in the film, um, Tony Kudanovsky, Macedonian, he lives there and has this fabulous band. The music is also in the film. And Claude Alexander III, one of our senior company members, he did the choreography in the film. It's brilliant. And we're going to do, we had a showing over the summer, and I know we're going to do another one soon. Details, I'm sure, on the website, dbdt.com. We've talked about a lot today. That's why I'm just going to keep mentioning the website so yes, people can course. figure out and find out all about this stuff. I will say Festival and Marketplace happening October 4th and 5th, and it's the 14th year that they are presenting Dance Africa. There is a whole lot of stuff happening downtown. Be a part of it for details. Once again, dbdt. Com. Melissa N. Young is the artistic director of the Dallas Black Dance Theater. It was awesome seeing you again. Good luck with everything. Thank you. I'll see you soon. You got it. And uh, we really appreciate this opportunity to share with what we have going on at Dallas Black Dance Theater. So thank you.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.